I'm black, I'm heterosexual, I got a mustache, I'm a man, and I'm proud of my black history. Today's episode of Magic Moments is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find an intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Why don't folks name that boy that after name? No one ain't from Cleveland. 4.24 a.m., but the studio don't close, man. It's a new game now. We ain't passing blunts no more. Jason. Ain't no pass to this your left hand side. To the right hand side. No hand side. You keep your blunt. You pass a blunt now. Somebody likely to test you out. Coronavirus. Smoking by yourself. Little blunts. Smoking by yourself. Y'all hear me? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Magic Moment Extendo Edition podcast. This is episode number 157. I am still your host, Yusuf Ali, still coming to you live. Well, live, live kind of live. Like, you're not listening to it as I record it. Live, kind of, live-ish. I'm alive, you alive, we alive. Um, but anyway, we are here in uh, TV Table Studios and beautiful Eagle Rock, California, another pillowcase production. It is 11, 12 um, Pacific Standard Time, PM. I got great news. I ain't gonna, uh, usually I talk about the preview up top, but nope. You know the name of the episode, so. Yeah, man, I got great news. And um, great news and a lot of other news that's probably not so great, but really great news. and. Man, that's a lot of ado, so let's just get into the show. Fucking hour, bro. Come on, man, be a fucking human. 
Man, the fact oh, yeah, that he even asked you to take a bro, your boss gonna see this in the morning. Crazy, bro. Your boss gonna see this bro, in the morning. I don't care, bro. That's what I don't think that's going through your head. I do not care. I am All working right. 10 p.m. shifts to six in the morning. You think I wanna work this job, bro? <laughs> no, like that. You think I? Elmo's, we in this bitch, and I now have a fiance. That is the big news. Air horns, uh, applause, cheers, all that, all those sound effects. Um, um, yeah, it was fucking awesome, y'all. Uh, I did a good job of um, keeping it under wraps. Up until the week of, I had only told uh, Aaron and Mohan. And Aaron, because of course I was going to tell Aaron. And Mohan, because I talked to him the day before. And it came up in natural conversation. Um, when he asked me what I was doing for the weekend or whatever. So it was just, it was great. Not the day before, but that Thursday. So Melmo's to set the scene. Oh man, it was great. Um, and the way it happened by everything, like like the most planning I did was reserve it, um, reserve the restaurant like two weeks ahead of time. But other than that, it turns out I picked the like when we was pulling up in the restaurant. Now Jill done been. She's been out in L.A. for 10 years, 11 years, something like that. 12? It's 2023. Yeah. Yep, 2011. And so, like, we'll, we'll drive around the city and she'll be like, oh, man, I remember I went there one time. I went there one time. So she done been to a bunch of restaurants and, and just, like, places to perform and a bunch of shit. So we pulled up in this one, and she was like, "Oh man, I always wanted to come to this restaurant." Point, immediate point. It's looking good already. We even got out the car. So then we get in there, and it's real old timey, real old Hollywoody, um, like the, like the Maitre D's and the. The waiters, the everybody got on their vests and they tie and they bow ties and they pants, their black pants and shoes and just, just the whole ambiance of it, just the whole everything, just real old timey Hollywoody, right? So, boom, that's two. So it's looking really good, really, really good for the home team. So I'm surveying the, the area, right? And I see that is. They see this. First of all, it's packed, so it was no, it was no like private booth or, and in a way it is. It's like it's rows. It's very skinny rows with like booths where it's like one on one, like private, like kind of booths, and then it's the wider booths for bigger parties. But it's the way they got it is so, so they can have as many people in there as possible. And that bitch was jumping. So. It says next to the table for kids, cause it's uh, it's since it's such so, 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 like a mild like a landmark type of restaurant. It's very touristy, 
So family friendly and all this shit. Musos Franken Grill. If I didn't say the name of it. Right there on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, so real fancy, just loud, everything is it's just it's just it was just great. So but we there because she also got a a newer, better, you know, weed job. So we there to celebrate the weed job. Since she it was so perfect when I made the reservations, she hadn't got the job. But when she said she got the job, I said, nice, we're going to eat. So it was almost like she thought we were just going to celebrate her getting a new job. And so the whole time, that was the only thing, that was the only reason she thought we were there. It was perfect. And now we finished eating. Getting down to the, I'm picking, I'm, I'm spreading my fries around. She even got full and pushed her plate to the side. So now we just talking. And then it's just, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. It's like, it's like getting ready to go on stage. Like I'm feeling it's like, uh, it's like pressure and, and 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 nervousness. It was a good nervousness, but it was like a nervous. I say I tell you to her because we went out before to like a what you want to call four star five star restaurant whatever the fuck we went out for it wasn't her birthday either it was um was it her birthday yeah yeah matter of fact yeah it was her birthday it was her birthday because uh it turned it, it was gonna be a a, a birthday party surprise party birthday dinner but that got turned down and turned to just a, a party at nook that I, I covered way back on that podcast in january go back and listen to it but um it's key because at that restaurant you know i was like man the next time we go to a fancy restaurant like this it's gonna be so i can propose so yesterday I say that again. That's how I started it off. And I was like, remember last time we was at that fancy restaurant? And she could. She legit didn't remember. I had to jog her memory. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Santa Monica. I said, yeah. I was like, remember I said the next time we was at a fancy restaurant like that, it was going to be to propose? And she was like, yes. <laughs> so then I, st- I was like, so I mean, how you want me to do this? I mean, should I get on one knee or like, what should I do? And she started like, like smiling and laughing. Like, no, get out of here. You serious? You serious? She couldn't stop saying you serious. And then I'm standing up the whole time. I'm standing up. She, no, you serious? You serious? And I don't think nobody really hit what was happening until I bent, I bent down, obviously. And then that's when it was a waiter. Like, as I was standing up, it was somebody getting seated, walking right past me. And it was another waiter at the table right next to me. But at this point, everything is a blur. All I see is her and a, and a blur. So, I get down there. I say my, I say what I'm going to say. I ain't about to give y'all that much now, Melmose. All the intimacy details. You had to be there for that. But um, 
and she accepted and everybody just went crazy like it was like a baseball game and everybody it just seemed like the collapse was louder and louder and louder the haunt the longer we hugged and then we did a kiss and all that so then oh it was it was so it was just like any movie man like the um the waiters come bringing champagne and a slice of cheesecake and telling me the history they're telling us the history of the cheesecake and then the other dude the the the, the i guess the general manager guy come and uh, uh thank you really appreciate you for uh, uh, for choosing us for such a special occasion in your lives and oh man it was it was great she crying and she was so happy um everything worked perfectly the ring she liked the ring that i i had made special because of how she, she told me she got what type of jewelry she liked and uh just i nailed it i nailed it y'all i nailed it memos i nailed it so yeah that was oh man that was the fucking highlight um capped off a good last couple days Oh, I will say that because I got up. Also, I think that's is that all the engaged story. I think something else might pop up. Anyway, Thursday I end up getting up at um, what's the homeboy Howie, Howie something. What man Dale? I know that. Another Howie. Anyway, uh. Pap couldn't make it, so he he asked, "Can I go?" And of course I can go. I'm now I'm not gonna turn down no set. So I went. It was at the bowling alley, which I had a little bit of hesitancy when he told me it was at the bowling alley because I was like, "The bowling alley? How was it?" Then I figured, okay, yeah, bowling alley's got those little side rooms because I, I you know I had to flash back to all the comedy we did in Cleveland bowling alleys. I'm like yeah, that's right. Bowling alley's got those little little banquet rooms and shit. Sure enough, stage, mic, nice, nice setup in there. And um, by the time we started the show, it looked like it was gonna be all comics and like four people. But then by the time we started the show, a few more people trickling in there. The comics sat down, which were comics I never seen before. Um. Not for nothing, all old white dudes. It was one that looked like he might have been in my age group, but for the most part, they was all gray-haired, wrinkled, like all older white guy comics, like the host. So, again, it, it don't I don't care, but I just point that out to say I just I was such a sore thumb in this at this show, and um, so he's going around asking everybody who want to go first. When I go to shows like this, I'm prepared to go first because I, number one, I'm a replacement guy. He didn't ask, he didn't book me. He booked Pap, so I'm just a guy. So he don't know what the fuck, what the fuck is about to. So of course, I'm gonna go first. He just, he just was courteous, courteous, courteous enough, courtesy. He was just courteous enough to ask me if I wanted to go first or if I mind going first or whatever. So of course, I'm gonna go first. And I went first. And let me tell you this. I don't toot my own horn a lot. 
Even though I do listen to my podcast the next day, like I didn't just say all that shit. But anyway, um, if you ain't never seen me before, and it's a perfectly, perfectly good, quiet, attentive atmosphere for comedy, and you ain't never seen me before, me. I dare you try to eat your food and drink your drink. I dare you. I dare you. Again, I'm not, I don't talk a lot of shit. I'm just going by what I see. And it's not the first time, second, third, or fifth. But this most recent time, this lady had just got her food as I was getting up. And when I tell you, she could not finish a bite without damn near coughing it up and choking on herself to the point where after only did five minutes, maybe six, something like that, about a minute into it, a minute and a half into my set, she just put her food down. Because she, she like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I can wait five minutes. Enjoy this set and then eat. And I'll be damned if she didn't do the exact thing. Not that the next comic wasn't funny. But he wasn't make her choke on her food funny. It was great. Shout out again. Shout out to Howie. Um, What else? You know what? There's so much news that other than getting engaged and doing comedy all this other shit it, it don't even matter man I just that's that was the most thing that was that was it oh and the fact that they these submarine people use the logitech if I'm rich and I see that anything I'm about to get on let alone go underwater in one of the main components of it is a a a an off-brand version of something. I'm not going. I'm not going. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Logitech? Logitech. If I come over to your house to play Xbox and you give me a Logitech controller, I'm leaving. I'm telling my mama to come get me and I'm never coming over again. Alright. Let's, let's do some news. Instagram, and we are all loving that they did. And as you can see, Finn was fascinated. Definitely ready to find Close up. Tell us, like you, when you see the picture. Yeah, I'm here this morning because I want to apologize not only to my coworker Jason, but to our entire community. I said something yesterday that was inconsiderate, it was inappropriate, and I hurt people. And I want you to know, I understand how much I hurt you out there and how much I hurt you. I love you so much. And you have been one of my best friends for the past year and a half. And I would never do anything on purpose to hurt you. And so moving on tonight is we have to tell you also, you know, like other news that's happening in the area and across the, you know, the area. 
All right, before we get into the news portion of the podcast, I just want to remind everybody that this segment of the show is brought to you by Sports Drink and the good people over at the Preserve Pot Academy, where they're just trying to teach people how to get the most out of their bag. Rule number one, or lesson number one, which I guess it could be a rule, um, do not throw those roaches away. When you dump in the ashtray, when you just flicking because you're standing smoking outside put them in put it back in your pocket put it put it back in there with the rest of the weed put it just don't throw it away that is not a cigarette but those things add up speaking of roaches this is this next Meldrick is filled well, not filled but finished I went ahead and smoothed it out with three roaches. So that's what I'm saying. Ain't nothing like recycled weed. Plus, recycling is good for the earth. Oh. Anyway, a lot of news. I got some updates. I guess uh, we start with. Um, Boosie is out. I think I gave him a small couple minutes last podcast to tell you that he had got arrested. And it was federal. He had went to jail for one charge in San Diego. A gun charge. Beat that. And literally on the way out the courtroom, got arrested. Was, you know, FBI was waiting on him. And usually. You know, when the feds arrest, arrest you, you don't get out in that the next week. And they damn sure denied his bond and called him a flight risk and all this shit. And didn't say what would have happened. So the fans was like, that's it for Boozy. And I was listening to him on the podcast talk about how much he likes sleeping in his own bed and taking baths. And I was like, damn, right after you say that kind of shit out loud you go to jail where it ain't no more on bed or baths but luckily he ain't gonna have to do that shit they let him out or they let him bond out that's a good update um good news update um and then ain't this a bitch update news the lady that I told y'all about that woke up in the casket Apparently, they took her back to the same hospital that had declared her dead in the first place. And it's like, come on, so what they gonna say this time when she died? How they gonna know she died this time? Or matter of fact, why we even give them a second chance at competency? They, this is a fucked up hospital. They obviously don't know how to diagnose. So if they can't tell you a motherfucker is even alive, how the fuck you think they gonna tell you what's wrong with you he dead no he ain't oh fuck well I don't know what the fuck anyway um I don't know why well I do know why but people always get caught trying to smuggle shit into jail 
you might get away with smuggling some shit in and out of cities, maybe even countries. Get away with smuggling some shit into a club. High chance you can smuggle pretty much anything you want to eat or shit like that into the movies. So smuggling overall can work. It just never works in jail. Well, I guess never ain't the right word either because they do have weed and dope and all this type of shit in the jail. So somebody's smoking that shit in there. But what I what I do see fail every single time is visiting room smuggling. Now you can smuggle shit in with drones and CO cooperation. But these visiting room smuggles never, ever, ever, ever go right. And it happened twice. First, they caught motherfuckers trying to... A bag had, had broke that had all the essentials in it. Um, including, you know, hot sauce, uh, noodles weed, cell phones, cell phone chargers, a mirror, a comb, a brush, wave cap, um, cologne, you know, everything you need in jail. You know, you're in jail. And I'll be damned, I'm not going to be in here without my fucking sunglasses and my wave cap and my cologne and my Louis belt and shit like that I need these things I pay for them I need to wear them so what I only can wear them around the yard literally and right back to my cell but the same 173 inmates gonna see this outfit every time but it don't matter I'm wearing this shit for all these dudes to see that I can dress on the outside. I guess that's the point. You gotta maybe build confidence. I don't know. Then in a similar case, a lady tried to smuggle the dope in with her baby. Gonna put it in his drawers. Made it. It wasn't even easy for the for the dude to get out. Like so, he had to be real obvious trying to get the shit out. It's one thing to just put it like. I don't know how. I don't. It's no. It's no good way to do it. That's the thing. There's really no good way to smuggle the dope inside in in the baby in the jail. So he on camera in the fucking visitor room. Like of course there's a camera in the visitor room. If it ain't if it ain't a camera nowhere else in the jail, is one in the visiting room. And he on the camera trying to be slick and go all in the baby's pants. The baby falling all down out his lap and all this type of shit. He, very clumsily getting the shit out and I'm talking about as soon as the the baby ain't even they can't even straighten the pans up on the baby fast enough for the motherfucking police come in there and re-arrest him or arrest him arrest him deeper arrest arrest him more or whatever the fuck I don't know you getting more jail motherfucker go this time we taking the toilet seat or some shit they, they gonna make it worse And then, for her, she probably just ain't going to be able to come back. Either she ain't going to be able to come back, 
or that baby ain't gonna be able to come back. Matter of fact, it's probably gonna be her, and then she probably could just bring another baby and try to smuggle some more dope in there. So she probably just fucked it. Or maybe she fucked it up for both of them. Or maybe the baby don't give a fuck. Baby don't want to be going all the way to jail anyway to see this motherfucker be a be a at home dad instead of a or go to work dad. Don't know how to go to jail, dad. What the fuck. Anyway, uh, and a sign of uh, sign of the times, as they say, they busted a internet cafe that the gang was running. They didn't say which gang, but I imagine a very uh, prosperous gang. <laughs> they running an internet cafe. That's some pretty cool shit. Then again, is it? How intimidating it gotta be to go to a a gang fucking internet cafe? What if you the opposite gang or you don't know the gang and that is some gang shit and you just a gang dude and of course you need internet as a gang dude. Of course you need to stop at the internet cafe a couple times with the laptop. You might be working on a novel or, or uh, appeal. Something like that. Either way, you need internet. And now you go in there and get shot. So, I see why they closed it down, the police. But at the same time, it's fucked up, man. The gang the gang was trying to expand. Like, if you want to just sell dope all the, all the time, the whole fucking, to the end time. What the fuck? I don't know. Gang want to do internet cafe? Gang might want to open up a motherfucking taco truck? Gang might start, you know, a Twitch. I watch gang violence on Twitch. It's a great idea. But I guess that kind of defeats the purpose of trying to switch paths. Anyway, I just thought that was pretty cool that they expanded. You know, thinking big that we can't just be beating up everybody um in a week where we're or me and Jill celebrating our love I saw one of the most rarest fights I hate to say a case I hate to say domestic violence but like that just make it sound so much worse when I hear the words domestic violence I picture you know a girl like just beat to a, like her f- bloody face and or like but like I just picture just the worst but this was just a boyfriend and girlfriend having a fight in a very strange rare odd place which was on a jet ski it's one thing to get into a fight on vacation and that sucked like that's some like we supposed, we came out here to fucking have a good time, relax. We didn't pay, you know, three thousand dollars for this shit. <sighs> now we are gonna be fucking mad at each other for the next four days, or even worse, just go back home and waste the money. Just, this that's bad. But you didn't got to the point where y'all are having enough enough fun at that point to decide to get a jet ski and have a good time and now you out on the jet ski arguing and literally wrestling 
And now y'all done both fell in the water on some stupid ass shit. I just, I just wonder how, like, what do you say to get somebody that mad on a jet ski? Like, what kind of time? Getting mad on a jet ski is like getting mad mid nut. Like, like getting mad mid stroke. Like you just fucking and you fucking and you just you just all the same just like. Man, why the fuck you ain't put the top back on the spaghetti? And what the fuck you talking about? Like, like I don't know, man. Just I just don't understand how you get mad on a jet ski. At that point in life, you must shit should be going pretty well if you're on a jet ski. No matter where you at, lake, beach, somebody's backyard, something is going right for you to be on a jet ski at this moment. But you fucking it up. Shout out to them, or good luck to them, or fuck them, whatever you want to go with. Saw a couple suicide by cop videos, like that was popular. Well, not popular, but like it was the, like that's the shit we, shit we, we going out, we gonna take some cops with us. Like I don't know who inspiring this. I don't know if they had one big meeting, but some stupid shit. One dude ramming a police car in his like nice truck right out here in Hollywood right out here on Highland Park or Highland Avenue I always say Highland Park but I mean Highland Avenue just ramming his fucking escalating to the police to the point where he gets shot up it's like you had to be planning this like today this is how I'm going out and then the other one he come out of a precinct to shoot at a cop who's sitting in his car. So he must have went in. Can you imagine if he wasn't in the car? Because it, it, it definitely was personal. So that means he went in there with that strap to shoot this motherfucker. And then came out and said, oh shit, he right here. Of course, he got shot. But... At least you go viral. At least you go viral, or, or at least you make it to some small outlets. Maybe you make it to the shade room. Maybe you make it to media takeout. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I saw a story that said a dude has stabbed his neighbor with a samurai sword or a sword. Period. But. It very specifically said sword. I was thinking that could have been avoided in so many ways. Number one, it's a sword, so by the time he get it out, you should have been able to do attack this motherfucker, some tackle, something. Cause it's a sword, so you gotta be at least as close as the sword is to you. So if he if he I mean the length of the sword is to you. So if he you see him even look like he about to reach for that bitch. Now he reaching over his chest unless it's he reaching for it on the same side on some quick draw mug mug. Who would he be? Not McGraw, because McGraw had a strap. He motherfucker. 
fucking with a sword. Quick draw McAlibaba or some shit. So how did you get stabbed by a motherfucker with a sword? Then I saw another video. They said a master samurai or some shit or whatever he was showing how fast he pulled his sword out. And and when I say it was a blink of an eye, you can't even see him do it on the replay slow motion. It's so fast. Then I'm like, hmm. Well, the motherfucker is at least half as fast as that dude was, as this motherfucker is, then he actually how he get cut. But, but a regular motherfucker that's just pulling out a sword, if it's fucking a three foot long sword, I give you damn near three seconds to get, make a decision. If, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you would have to be in that Sword, getting a sword pulled on you situation to figure out what you was going to do. I do remember one time somebody pulled like an old ass, I think Tahi said it was a 32. It was long barrel, but a skinny barrel, like a long skinny ass barrel. It was coming from the club and these motherfuckers pulled it out and it sped, sped up ahead of us. Like, what the fuck? I guess they figured we might be able to rob these motherfuckers. Why not? And then when it didn't work, they just kept driving because they didn't have no guns. Luckily for us. Um, that's a whole nother tangent. I, don't, I almost don't even know why I brought that up. What was I talking about? Anyway, in the Colorado Goodwills, they closed in the dressing rooms. And I guess for a couple reasons. Number one, have you ever been in one of these dressing rooms? You already know how thrift stores smell. It got like a a permanent thrift store smell. So if they gonna close the dressing room, y'all doing motherfuckers a favor. And if you if if you closing it because people going in there to steal, and that's like an effort to keep you from going in there to steal. Think about what they stealing from the goodwill. It can't cost that much, so you ain't doing it to keep you from stealing. Actually, they might be doing it to do people a favor. To keep people from trying that shit on. You can't try that shit on before you wash it. You have to wash that shit first. You just gotta trust your instinct, yo. You gotta eyeball that shit or something. You better not try that shit on before you wash it. That might be what they doing. Just doing us a favor. By saying, trust me, man. Just take the, It's $2, man. Just take the t-shirt home. If it don't fit, just turn it into a, a car wash rag. It was $2. Fuck. So I guess that's not news, really, but kind of. Um, in one small town in Massachusetts, somebody found that they was putting acid on the sliding board, which is what that's that's doubly fucked up. Cause sliding boards, at least the the old school metal kind. I'm, I'm assuming that's the kind they put the acid on. You gonna put the acid on the fucking the tyke, the little tykes, the plastic joints? That shit ain't gonna work. That's just gonna turn into a little groove. But you put that acid on the metal, the metal slime boards. Number one, they hot as shit. So that's you might not even you might not even tell that it's acid on there. That's just regular old sun hot. 
And then number two, you can't slide down the bitches. It's all friction, just tearing skin off your ass. Again, you're not really going to realize that it's acid on the slide if you got shorts on. And if you got pants on, then the acid really ain't going to do nothing but fuck up your pants. So either way it go, you don't need to put acid on it. If, I, if, if you thought the slide, putting the acid on the slide was like going to fuck somebody up. Trust me, just them being on the slide is enough to get fucked up on its own. But that is still some whole ass shit. I wish I would catch somebody putting acid on the fucking playground. All that, everything you sit on, anything. Shit touch, the little monkey bars, got acid on my hands now, man. You punk motherfuckers. Y'all hate kids that much? Your pullout game is that bad? I guess they're not taking it out on their own kids, at least. But don't put fucking acid on the playground for our kids. Because you mad at your fucking baby mama. Speaking of baby mamas, that's, this is a terrible segue to a baby mama. But hey, she a baby mama. Well, I guess she was a baby mama. This dumb hoe left her I think the baby was seven months old for fucking seven two weeks to go to Mexico and or Puerto Rico and Detroit Detroit of all places she let her baby die in the house by itself so she can go to Detroit from Cleveland you motherfucker but she just didn't want no babies and everybody should somebody should it was many red flags at least one cause before this she fucking told her neighbor to watch the baby she'd be right back and then come right back for seven weeks so she just don't want no baby yeah I think the baby was ten months old so in the in the she already abandoned the baby for two months of the baby's life already I don't know why these people don't just take the kids to the fire department again. You don't even got to go to the fire department. You can just give it that to that same neighbor. You could have gave that baby to that same neighbor. Like, hey, look, I'm going to Detroit, probably Puerto Rico, but mostly Detroit. And I don't want this motherfucker. The baby is over there. He had the house or she. And you can go get her if you want. Um, but I'm going to Detroit. She could at least give a heads up. That way she would have just went to jail for like, I don't know, 60 days or something for like, for being an asshole neglect. Now she going to jail for fucking murder. And it's a baby. Oh, she going to have a rough time in jail. I, I think they, I think, I'm not sure, but I don't think they look too kindly to, to, to baby abandoners in jail. I could be wrong, but I'm never going to find out. Speaking of babies, this was fucked up. Somebody said they they responded to a call of like an unresponsive motherfucker. Come to find out this motherfucker had had a heart attack partying, partying hard. And, you know, the drugging and drinking and partying and died. And then they come to find out that there's fucking babies in the back room. Why these motherfuckers was out here drunken and drinking and, and drunken. 
drugging and drinking and partying and shit. They got a bunch of kids holding in the back. Probably gave them a bowl of Cheerios or a box of Cheerios. I don't know why I chose Cheerios. I guess because I like Cheerios. I'm just, you know, forcing Cheerios on every, you know, projecting Cheerios on everybody. Anyway, um, and the, the, the kicker to the story was they said six cross-dressing men. They made sure to say it at least twice. Cross-dressing men. And it's like, <laughs> they, they, I'm pretty sure they said that so they could go in on them and, and say all the other bad shit that they wanted to say. Cross-dressing men, terrible, whole-ass, motherfucker pieces of shit. Because they, they couldn't say transsexual and then say all that. Because then it'll be a whole nother argument. Because then you got to deal with them. Like who's going to be mad about. Fuck the fact that the, the dead dude and the babies. It's going to be like. Why, why are you being mean to those transsexuals? But if you say cross-dressing men. Then you can call them all types of whole ass motherfuckers. And stupid idiot punk motherfuckers. Bitches. All type of shit. Oh man. Words are powerful. And yeah. So the cross-dressing men. Got the babies all fucked up in the back of the room and shit. That was fucked up too, man. That was really bad. Um, this fucked me up. Now, Chinese food already get a bad rap. It's, uh, especially nowadays with cell phone coverage. Like, you, you probably could have, in the 80s and 90s, you probably could imagine... And just try to ignore what you thought what Chinese food was or is or whatever the fuck. But we all agree that we still eat the shit. I'm probably going to get some uh, Saturday night. But um, they took it to another level. They didn't took it to another level. These motherfuckers are cooking not cooking that's that's such a normal way to put it they are stir frying rocks pebbles technically pebbles they are stir frying pebbles i'm gonna let i'm gonna gonna let that sit for a second just a second pebbles like the kind that you skip across ponds and rivers. The kind that you find in the bottom of fish tanks, but slightly larger. The kind that you might find in the bottom of a, one of those vases that got the like the fake flower and they filled up with with rocks instead of dirt. Yeah, you seen them on the side of the street in one of those little pop-up tents for sale. Yeah, those kind of pebbles. Pebbles that you might find as a part of a gravel field driveway. So what they doing with these pebbles. I imagine it's rinsing them off. And greasing the pot. And putting the fucking rocks. My bad. Pebbles. The pebbles. And cooking them up. You're seasoning them and putting other shit in the pebbles. Onions, vegetables, whatever going stir fry. 
they are putting in the pebbles. The point is to then suck the shit off the pebbles and spit the pebbles out. So these motherfuckers got so much extra seasoning, sauce, and vegetable oil spray to spare and no meat that they figured out a way to eat this shit anyway. You know what? We don't really need the meat. We really just eat the shit for the for the soy sauce. We could put this on anything. Like what you mean on anything? Like literally anything. And we will get the taste we desire. And we won't gain no weight. We gain like 10% of the weight. Not even. Like 3% of the weight. So somebody said that's a great fucking idea. And now they over in China stir firing rocks for $2 a bowl. You mean to tell me I can't bring my own rocks? What are you charging me for? The stir fry? The soy sauce packet? So wait a minute. So if you're going to stir fry the rocks, charge me $2 to give me a free soy sauce packet, what's stopping me from just getting soy sauce packets and sauce and pepper and, and, and just eating that? I don't know, man. All I know is they, if they're eating rocks and showing us that they're eating rocks, it really ain't no telling what we're eating in that Chinese food. But it's good and, and ain't got my, and ain't made my stomach hurt or give me a headache yet. So I'm going to keep eating whatever the fuck that is because they give you a whole lot of it. And then last thing before we get to the rest of the show, I saw this about 10 years ago, maybe, maybe a little longer. But it was like they was talk the article was about how like this three D printed house things is gonna be a real thing and it's gonna take construction workers jobs because they're gonna start printing houses. And the the article they had already got like a wall up of a house. And it was just a wall. And they were just showing how like they can do this shit. Fast forward to this week, I see the fucking house. The whole, this dude imprinted a whole house with fucking, what do you call it, vaulted ceilings, big ass kitchen, big four bedroom, big ass dining room, living room, big ass house. Made out of plastic, hard plastic, but plastic. And I was like, if that's not the most 2023 version of the three little pig shit I ever seen in my life this cannot be good this cannot sustain major weather disasters um I've seen you know houses that were built on foundations get completely destroyed so this house that is hard plastic then again as I say it out loud a thick ass hard plastic house might be the way to go. Think about it. Cause you damn sure ain't gonna shoot through it. So it's bulletproof. Is it might not be fireproof. Alright, that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna come into your biggest issues. Like you better be careful. You better be careful in the kitchen in that motherfucker. You will melt this whole motherfucker. One false, one false move. All this shit 
is melted. Um, but on the outside, sans wildfire, you you might be on some of this 3D house shit. We see we check back in like five years and see how that how that bitch holding up. All right, let's get into the rest of the show. She's following me around to the trash can. No, I haven't. I've been walking recording me. I back in. And of course, I'm minding my own business. Fucking weirdo! Hey, what? You're a fucking weirdo. Okay, now I have to call the police. You, you, you can go inside. No, I'm what? sitting in my fucking stoop, buddy. Fucking kill him. No, it's okay. What? I'm You're gonna what? Fucking kill him. Hey. 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 What is going on? What, what is she doing? She doesn't like you. She feels very harassed by you. What is she doing? I feel very stop, harassed stop, stop, by you. Stop, stop, stop. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? You got a freaking weapon? What are you doing? It's, it's a fucking... She broke the thing. You have a weapon? No, bitch. Oh. Stop. Close the door, badass. This week on that time when I'm going to tell you about that time um, when we recognized the only other Jay-Z fan in the club one night. Um, and this was this is 97. This is reasonable. No. Volume 1. It just came out. And for, for a non-Jay-Z fan, that album probably only had two songs that you liked. And one of them, no doubt, was where I'm from because of that beat. So I remember going to Vail, which was the weekly spot on a Friday. And in Cleveland, I don't know where y'all listening to this from, Melmos, but in Cleveland, we had one spot per night back then in the 90s, late 90s. On Friday night, everybody went here. At least all the cool people. Saturday night, everybody went here, and on Sunday night, everybody went there. That was it. Three spots, three nights. Maybe was it a Thursday night kick it? It might be one that is that's not registering because I didn't really hang out on Thursday nights often. But um, anyway, this night, this is Friday night. Vales, Vales is the, the cream of the crop in my opinion. Uh, also, we get we get in free because my cousin is the security guard for the night, and he just tell them to, to let us in. Like he just point at whoever we with. If it's five of us, he pointed. I say it's they with us. It's us. If it's ten of us, all them they with us. If it's just me and Tahi, you know, we don't gotta say nothing. That's our cousin. But that was it, and we just you know. He'd tell everybody, you know, and we go in for free. That was the first win. Then you get in there, and it's like, you know, how when you go in the club, it's like the little area before the, like the calm before the storm area. 
And then once you get into the club area, boom, so big circle, levels like stadium level, stadium seating level type of spot. Man, Vales was the shit. You go in like you had the first level with tables and chairs, second, third level, and then all the way down to the floor. And then you had the stage that some people would be on the stage sometimes if they wanted to. And then you had the DJ booth to your left when you came in, to your right if you're on the floor looking back. Um, the bar is right in the middle. Oh, it was just a good setup. So then the bathrooms on the side and shit. So you go in there, the music is playing. You see what type of what, what we on tonight? What, what's the what's the feeling tonight? What's the mood? What they trying to? What's the, what, where we at? Cause you know it was different. All Star Weekend was one. You know it was different from I don't know Valentine's Day, which is different from. New Year's, which is different from Christmas time, like little shit like that. For whatever reason, this night, he was playing one of the Jay-Z songs early. I remember because if you're going to play a song like that, a Jay-Z song, a non-popular, like not a club song, not a weekly song, but you could tell just a DJ like that song song, you got to play that early. And I'm not talking about early, like nine o'clock, because we don't, we didn't get, to, we didn't leave the house till after twelve. But the shit didn't really get to going to about two something. So, because it wasn't over till three thirty four. So we get there at about one, which is still considered early, kind of twelve thirty between twelve thirty and one. That's when the players is getting there. like everybody else is. Like, people pulling up. People might have been there since 12, but they ain't got out the car. They ain't getting out the car at 12 o'clock. That's crazy. Getting out the car at 12 o'clock. You just, you know, playing the car, smoking, pregame. So, you get in there. And what do we hear? Boom, boom. Chia. We're like, hold on. He about to play where I'm from. So, we just excited because we don't even think nobody else know this song. Let alone going to play it at the club. And he playing it. We pumped. We rapping, nodding our head, bobbing our heads. And what do we see off in the cut? Another dude bobbing his head and rapping too. And we say, oh shit. Look, look. And then he noticed. And we both noticed. We all three noticed. So now we point at each other. Rapping. We about 20 feet away. From each other, rapping, pointing, making hand gestures. Oh man, man, it was a great like little moment in in, in club history. Uh, that time, we recognized the only other Jay Z fan in the club in 1997. This week on Puddle Tracks. Larry got a promotion at his job. Larry was telling me he got a promotion at his deodorant job. From he used to be the guy, you know, when you turn the deodorant too far, well, he used to be the guy, the little stop thing in there, so you don't turn it too far. Well, now he a product uh, demonstration expert, which basically just sounds like he's telling people how to put on deodorant, but it's more to it than that. Apparently, he showed people how to use that little yellow scoop thing. That little scoop thing, and I didn't know separate, but it is. And I asked him to show me what it was for. He gonna say, "Give me twenty five dollars."
normally I don't mind doing comedy at a in a bowling alley bar, but bowling alley bars charge five dollars for water. That's some bullshit, man. I can get a whole cable water for five dollars. I'm glad to be here. I didn't like you said. I'm filling in for my guy, so like. I didn't know I was gonna be here, so like I'm super duper hot. Then again, I would have been hot regardless if I was gonna be If this is well planned, I would have been hot. Um, I like smoking weed. Uh, it's my drug of choice. A lot of comics get up here and talk about, you know, especially in Hollywood, they a lot of cocaine, a lot of cocaine talk for comics. And uh, I'm not in that bracket yet. I wish I could talk about cocaine, but I can't. That's it. That's a more expensive drug. Um, I'm still in the, in the weed bracket. <laughs> Even during the pandemic, I was thinking about it. During everybody was getting all that free money, and everybody started doing new drugs and all type of shit. It wasn't shit else to do, like so. Let's just do different drugs. But uh, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I heard cocaine give you headaches. I don't like headaches. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know nobody to do it, but that's just what I heard. So like, uh, I have for all intents and purposes. Alright Mel Most, we made it to the end of another episode. I hope it wasn't too long. Uh, we call ourselves putting the timers on the segments to try to, you know, speed up the production uh hope you all appreciated that hope you laughed hope you learned um if you cried a little bit uh my bad i guess i ain't, wasn't really wasn't the intention uh on my first time elmo's shout out to whoever told y'all about it hope you enjoy it hope you come back and become regular elmo's to my regular elmo's uh appreciate the continued support we gotta keep telling people about it retweeting it sharing links um, saying shit like, man, you heard this, man, this shit the funniest shit, man, you don't really talk about, like, mainstream news, because everybody else talk about mainstream news, but if you want to hear about the other shit that don't really get talked about, man, listen to that, it's mostly crazy shit, it's funny, you know, if you're saying shit like that, I really, really appreciate y'all, man, and like I say, this, hope this episode wasn't too long, so I'm gonna let y'all get out of here in, in due time, but, you know, before I let y'all go, it's just one more thing. I was reading this article, and it was about these two biker gangs that I got into it, like, long-time rival biker gangs. I believe it was Mongols and the Hells Angels or something like that. And a couple people got killed, and motherfuckers got arrested, gun charges, all type of shit, like, wilding out. And then I was, I noticed one thing that stood out. They was all, like all the people that got arrested, all the biker gang people was like in their 50s. Some of them was in their 60s. And it was like, wow, so old gang bangy dudes are in biker gangs. Young gang bangy dudes are Crips and Bloods. So either way, this, you know, this gangbanging, death, dying by gangbang shit, it don't stop. It's like, you ain't never too old for this shit. You would think at some point, 
gang banging, either motorcycle club or street gang, you'll be like, man, I'm t- I am 64 years old. I am not repping the set. But apparently it don't go like that. Man, I'm so glad I didn't get no gangs, street gangs, motorcycle gangs, R&B gangs, rap gang, comedy gang. And then the other difference, though, between the motorcycle gangs and the street gangs, though, is usually street gangs do regular old street gang shit, like drive-bys. You know, just, mostly just drive-bys. Them motorcycle gang motherfuckers, they fight to the death. That's crazy. They in some gladiator shit. Like, either way they go, they fucking fighting. They going out with the gang. That shit is crazy. Got me fucked up. No type of gang. Fuck a gang. We can be in a group. We can be in a, um, we can be a team. Fucking gang. I don't know nothing to do with that gang shit. And hopefully, nobody else listening, no male moles got nothing to do with this gang shit. Y'all better not be listening to this and then going to do gang shit. Anyway, uh, with that said, man, that's that's good enough to to, to, to to close on. Stop gang banging. Also, um, congratulations again to uh, to us. <coughs> Are you supposed to congratulate yourself? I did a, I did a major life event, man. Shit, getting engaged is a big deal, man. That's shout out to my jelly bean. But um. With that said, I'm going to leave y'all with a couple more, like, daily reminders, um, mantras, lessons, however you want to look at them, man. Just, they can help you get through the week, get through the month, get through the hour, get through the year, something. I just hope to help something, get you through something. But, um, number one, please count your blessings, man. Please, please, please take time to appreciate the shit you got instead of worrying about the shit you want I'm telling you you're gonna wake up and some shit is gonna be changed that you figured was going good and but you wasn't really thinking about until it was gone so you better man all right count your blessings count your blessings or or you know what a good reminder is for count your blessings it could be worse say that to yourself enough if count your blessings, don't if, if you keep forgetting to count your blessings. Just think about how worse it could be. Um number two, uh do unto others, which is really my favorite thing. It should be the number one thing. Cause that's how you legit improve the world. Like imagine everybody thinking the same way, like, oh man, I'm I ain't gonna do that. That's some whole ass shit. That's some sucker shit. That's some I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna cheat, I ain't gonna steal, I ain't gonna fuck the man over. I ain't gonna not pick up the trash and worry about let another motherfucker pick up my trash. Like, just think about that. Think about that. Think about doing unto others, man. Um, Serenity prayer. I like to remind people to use serenity prayer. That come in handy when shit seem like you, you don't got a grip you know take a breath um don't take shit personal which is 
also pretty big out here in the world. Motherfuckers getting mad at letting other motherfuckers anger and issues rub off on them and all this type of shit, man. Fuck that. Man, let that motherfucker be miserable by itself. You just work with this motherfucker or you just at their job or whatever. You don't know what type of text they just read, phone call they just got off of. They fucking dicks ain't getting hard, pussies don't get wet, assholes too loose. You don't know what the fuck wrong with these people? Fuck that. Uh, another one, um, to, to, to paraphrase the great Steve Jobs, um, do what you need to do and don't worry about what a mo- another motherfucker think you need to be doing. Is you got your life. Fuck what they think about your life. Something like that. Um, and last, man, get high. Get high. Get high. Get Smoke little blunts by yourself. You can put a little bit more in them when you're around other people, I guess, now. We passing them now again. Um, Pimp C said, you know, smoke with haters since 94. Currency said, I ain't smoking with a hater no more. And I'm just saying, make sure you're passing it to a loved one, man. But we all saying the same thing. And, um, shit. I guess with that, be safe. Be careful. Go Browns. New QBP off-season episode on the way. And we out. Thank you.